We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. The Hispanic community in our region is one of increasing significance. The population is growing, and that makes an attractive market for local businesses. That explains a significant growth in Hispanic-owned businesses. This is Hispanic Heritage Month, so we thought we'd take a closer look at all of this. Joining me in studio are Gabriela Ramirez-Ariano, business counselor at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. She is also co-host of a bilingual podcast directed at the Hispanic community. Carol Lara is a professional photographer and small business owner. And Ness Sandoval is an associate professor of sociology at St. Louis University. Thank you all so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank, Thank you for you. inviting us. I Thank hope you're you. enjoying the, uh, the Heritage Month that yes. uh, we are currently observing. Let me begin with uh, Gabriela. Can you give me some sense of what uh, the, the, the population of the Hispanic community here and how it's grown in recent years? Well, th- definitely thank you so much. As we would say, gracias, Don, for having me. De nada. Uh, we are really excited about the growth of the population and the businesses in, in St. Louis. Uh, we're about at 8,800 business, small businesses right now, so it's a 42% growth in the last five years. And the population and the businesses continue to increase, and that's why we really appreciate all the work that Nest does because he's always keeping us on track of the changes and the the effects that are happening in the region. And that's how so. How are you doing that? So we are able to take uh, different data that come from the U.S. Census, different um, surveys that are being done about small businesses, and try to get a sense of what's happening in Missouri, but what's happening within the uh, metropolitan regions uh, in in Missouri. And so we get a pretty good sense of um, the growth, both demographically and how that those demographic changes are impacting businesses. And what is it telling you? What are these figures telling you today? It's telling us that the Latino population um, is growing at the state level, but it's also growing in the St. Louis metropolitan region. And even though we have a small um, Latino uh, population compared to other large metropolitan regions, Mm -hmm. we're seeing extraordinary growth. So since 1980, we've seen over a 200% increase in the Latino population. And when we look at it very specifically and why it would impact the future of St. Louis is that the two largest age cohorts for Latino is zero to four and five to nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So in 20, 20 to 30 years, these are the individuals who are going to be entering the labor market. They're going to be interested in starting small businesses. So we don't see the impact today from those two large cohorts, but we're going to see it in 20 years. And so that's why we're starting to have this conversation. How do we create better working environments? How do we educate a population and how to start a small business? And that's why the work that they're doing is very important to provide a, um, an understanding of what it takes to succeed in the business market here in St. Louis. Carol, you're relatively new as a business person. Isn't that correct? Right. Um, I started shooting um, professionally about six years ago, um, but really took the leap about a year ago, actually leaving corporate um, for a I had worked in it for about 20 years, so it's only been a year since I've full-time been doing this. What what the uh, the conditions and, and the, the uh, factors that caused you to make that change? 
Oh, well, um, to be honest, I mean, all my life, my parents always pushed me to have uh, my own business. They had their own businesses growing up, so I was always witnessing that. My, um, you know, they worked for other people, but then they branched off and did their own thing. My mom had a retail store uh, with imports from around the world, and my dad had a successful pest control company Mm -hmm. that um, he built up from the ground up. So, um, yeah, they've always pushed me to do that, and I've always also loved art and so I would go into my office jobs and be dreading it every day that's just not something that for that was in my heart and I always wanted to do something creatively. Gabriela is it fair to say that uh, that Hispanic businesses here basically are going to have clientele that are primarily Hispanic or is that uh, not true? No I mean I think that there's a variety Uh, having Hispanic owned businesses adds diversity to the region um, there's a lot of efforts right now to make the region more inclusive. So we're bringing the taste and the cultures of other countries um, that are definitely something that the region is accepting. I have a restaurant out in O'Fallon, and so you see restaurants popping up all over mm-hmm. the place, whether it's Mexican or uh, different s- styles of, of restaurants. So there's definitely an acceptance, and the the businesses are not just targeted at Hispanic businesses or Hispanic people. That, uh, Ness, that brings to mind something that we can't not talk about, I think, sure. in this day, at this particular time in our history, in which there is so much emphasis being put on and discussion about uh, Hispanic populations, about uh, immigrants, if you will, newcomers to this country. And I wonder what impact that is having on what we're talking about. Well, I would make the point that. Um, the foreign-born population, although there's some overlap with uh, Latino growth, mm-hmm. um, the Latino you have many Latinos who are American-born, um, and so, <clears throat> so the, I always like to separate that discussion. Um, so here in the St. Louis metropolitan region, over seventy percent of the Latinos are American-born. Uh, so we do get some immigration. Um, so I think, I think like any, this it's just, it's just part of this discussion that we're having in, at the national level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the one of the two groups that is, that's growing at the national level. Um, the white population, we're starting to see a, national, a, a natural mm-hmm. decline, uh, the number of births versus deaths. And so when we look at the, the changing demographics at the national level, it's, it's coming from Latinos and the Asian population. Mm-hmm. And that's going to trickle down to places like St. Louis, Kansas City. These are just demographic facts that, that we have to embrace. And so it goes, I think it goes back to the point that you were making, 40% of the workforce in the next 15, 20 years is going to be made up of Latino workers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be working for everybody, not just Latino consumers. And mm-hmm. so uh, when you look at the businesses that they're creating, it's in construction, it's healthcare, it's in administrative, not just restaurants, right? So you're seeing the diversity of, of entrepreneurial sh- spirit in these different occupational categories. Mm-hmm. I don't want to belabor the point, but Carol, do you understand what I'm getting at when I, I talk about the country today that has a tendency in many cases to point to the other, people that are not like them? And that's, that's essentially white America. Hmm. What, what are your thoughts about that? And does that impact you in any way? That they tend to point to the other. Can you repeat that for me again, the yeah, question? They, they, people tend to point to people who are not like them, have different ethnic backgrounds as, quote, the other. Mm-hmm. And there is a, you know, kind of a, a, a prejudice that we, we see and feel and hear about. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if you experience that. Um, I, I honestly, I, I haven't experienced that. I feel like everybody's been open um, to me, whether or not, I mean, no matter what race they are. Mm-hmm. And I've had a clientele of many different backgrounds. So I think really my, the connection that I have with people 
that I make goes way beyond anything that has to do with race or yeah. uh, culture or anything. Gabriella, do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm probably not, not presenting it very well, but there is this this national mood that seems to be Yeah, I mean, suspect. I definitely think that there's a mood out there, but I, I would hope that St. Louis is different. There are a lot of efforts that the region is doing to make it welcoming. I know the St. Louis uh, Mosaic Project is doing a lot of work. Um, even in entrepreneurship, Vision St. Louis Symposium that's coming up in October is doing a lot of work to make sure that everybody that's an entrepreneur, regardless of the industry that you're in or your background, that you're a part of the ecosystem. So there are a lot of organizations that are that are saying, you know what, there are some people that maybe need extra help or that need a different uh, support system, but why not? Why, why not? When it will make the region better and stronger and the economic power is there. Ness, what kind of resources are out there and available for Hispanic entrepreneurs? Well, I think I think she would probably better to, to talk about the programs yeah. that are being offered. Yeah, so mm-hmm. at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, we're obviously focused on Hispanic small businesses, but our membership is made up of everybody, whether it's the Hispanic community and or member, uh, me- members that want to reach other ethnicities and backgrounds. So we have a number of programs um, that we offer at the chamber, but I, like I said, it's, I don't think it's exclusive to the chamber. There are a number of organizations that are also seeing the need for culturally and linguistically welcoming programs, and um, that was kind of why the podcast was born, Dimitu, which is our bilingual podcast, actually the brainstorm of Junior Lara, uh, one of my co-hosts, because he started to see a void in the in the support system for him as a professional um, Latino here in St. Louis, and then uh, we brought on Hector Vega from Vivid Media, who's also a small business owner, and we decided that the gap that's there is a, is a way to to provide something, and I think that's where a lot of these businesses are being born, you know, for many different reasons, but out of necessity because we maybe don't like the day job or um, because we see a gap in the in the system that we could fill. What, what is the content of the podcast like? Well, we we bring a very diverse um, experience. So uh, talking about our own struggles and challenges as well as our successes, lessons learned as business owners and professionals in the region. Um, so we, we make it fun. We make it about the people. We started doing a Facebook Live, so we actually will interview some of the local guests. And another thing, too, was that um, when you were talking about the Hispanics in, in the region, um, the majority of Hispanics in the region have a bachelor's degree or higher. So the podcast really allows us to highlight not just the business owners, but also the professional people that we can learn things from as business owners. Because if you're, we just had somebody from AB that's in logistics. I mean, think about the the tools and skill sets that he brings to the table that a business or could def, business owner can definitely benefit from. What about challenges, Ness? What do you see as the challenges at this at this particular point? I think the challenge is um, for St. Louis specifically is trying to um, connect the individuals who have an interest in starting a business um, to the resources that are available from the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce or other organizations that are trying to promote small businesses. Um, Study after study shows that the spirit's there to start a small business, and oftentimes Latino businesses rely on their own capital. And if they were able to get access to larger forms of capital, they could grow their business a lot faster. And so I think that the challenge, the challenge is to, to reach out 
to these businesses that are not connected right now to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and kind of show them the programs that they have and how to access capital to expand the business. We know from um, a recent study from Stanford is that's the number one barrier, not just in St. Louis but across the city, that people want to start businesses, but they're relying on their own capital. And so they start these small businesses, and they remain relatively small because they simply don't know how to get access to the bigger capital that's there to Mm -hmm. grow the business. Carol, how difficult was it for you to start? Um, well, I think that I made a lot of uh, mistakes in the beginning. I, I just jumped uh, before being ready, but I think that also if you wait until you're absolutely ready, sometimes you just never do it um, for fear, you know, for fear that you just don't have the capital. Um, but now I have more time to uh, to speak a lot more to the members of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, meet with people like Gabriella, and just go over my, my fears, my um, – you know, my concerns that I have with starting my own business. And there are definitely a lot of resources that I have never mm-hmm. heard of um, mm-hmm. that I can take advantage of. Uh, Gabriela, give me a little more detail as to what the uh, the chamber can do for people. Well, um, so they we, we've grown recently. So as a business counselor, I actually meet with every individual a business owner to really see where they're at and then connect them to the resources. We talk a lot about the fact that the chamber doesn't have all the answers, but we definitely have the ability to connect. So we have a focus. My focus is specifically in the contractor and construction industry. So connecting the entrepreneurs to minority certification, if it's a good fit for them. And then if they go through that process, giving them access to capital like nonprofits like Justin Peterson or the Contractor Loan Fund. Um, We also have a lot of efforts with the restaurant uh, business owners because we do have a lot of those. So we actually have training in Spanish that they can attend twice a year. Um, We have programs like Camara en Vivo, which also targets the uh, Spanish-speaking population uh, the third Thursday, Tuesday of every month. And then the first Tuesday of every month, we have Café with Business. So these are just kind of surface programs that we have that people can automatically plug into. But once we actually understand what the needs are, then we build a strategic plan for each business so that they can reach that goal. Because it's not always about, um, I don't know how to do it. It's maybe I don't have the resources or I have some doubts about what I can do next or what I should do next. You know, minority certification isn't easy for anybody. Um, But so understanding maybe even the benefits, it's also not a right fit for every business. What are the principal sources of capital for this group? Um, So we've had some uh, successes with the BASA Foundation recently, Um, also the Contractor Loan Fund, uh, Justin Peterson, and then some of the um, bank members that are members of the chamber have been able to meet with people and not always give them access to the capital directly, but help them get ready. So what does my credit score look like? You know, my business does not have a credit score when you when I first opened, so it's going to rely on my personal credit. Mm-hmm. So getting them to the resources like Justin Peterson and other nonprofits, they can help them do that. Ness, I understand what you're saying with regard to long-term growth because of the uh, youth of the uh, Hispanic population here. What about short-term? What are you seeing in, in that well, regard? What we see here for the region, mm-hmm. I think it's it's pretty exciting. Of the five counties that are growing, two are in Kansas City and three are here in the region, and the fastest-growing county in terms of uh, Hispanic-owned businesses is actually in St. Charles County. It's 190 uh, percent. New, the new business census is coming out in January, and so I expect um, St. Louis region to be uh, re- well-represented in terms of the number of Hispanic-owned businesses. But that's, that's incredible that St. Charles, um, it's, it's, it's represented in many categories now, not just businesses but actually population growth for the region. 
Where, where is the epicenter of the Hispanic population here? Is it in the city or is it in St. Charles? It's or? in St. Louis County. Well, the epicenter is actually, it depends how, how you define it. It's no longer in the city. It's in St. Louis County and St. Charles County right. are the two largest. In the cities, the city, these are the three largest um, uh, counties that represent the Hispanic population. Carol, what are you seeing for the growth opportunities in your business in the, in the months ahead? Oh, um, well, I am honing in on, I think, my style. So I think now I'll be able to um, really get in the type of clientele that I've been been trying to pursue. Um, But I have been doing it wrong, and now I know ways to do it correctly. So I'm doing fine art portrait photography, and I think now that um, those are the type of clientele that are reaching out to me now at this point. Right. Uh, Only a few seconds left. Uh, Gabriella, final thought you want to leave us with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of opportunity, not just for Hispanics in the region, but for the workforce, for everybody that's here. And I just encourage that you reach out to whatever chamber that you want to get close to, because for any small business, the chambers are a huge resource. All righty. Well, I want to thank you all so much for being with us. And again, we uh, want to acknowledge the Heritage Month that you're all observing right now. Thank you. Continue good luck to all of you. Thank you. We've been talking with Gabriela Ramirez Ariano, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Carol Lara, professional photographer, small business owner, and Ness Sandoval, Associate Professor of Sociology at St. Louis University. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Continued success to you all. 